Jason Fury. Yes. Did you know that in 2021's Don't Look Up, that Meryl Streep plays President Orlean, which is the second time that she's played in Orlean. The first time being when she played the writer Susan Orlean in Adaptation. I did not know that, or I did not make that connection. That's a Charlie Kaufman joint. That's a Charlie Kaufman joint. Yeah, I, 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 the minute they they announced her as President Orlean, I was like, huh, she's already been in Orlean. Do you want the um, fatty chicken um, Orlean? Give me the, give me the fatty chicken this time. Okay, fatty chicken it is. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, I got your buddy. fatty chicken right here. Appreciate it. Um, I love the movie adaptation. I often reference it when people people like to trash talk Nick Cage and talk about what a piece of shit actor he is. And then I, I always have like a really quick like three or four movies. I'm like, oh, what about these movies? And that's one of them for yeah. like performances. It's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic movie, and it's one of Nicolas Cage's best performances, in my opinion, where he's playing... I think he's playing, like... Two of his best performances. Yeah. Um, I think the other Nick Cage movies are Raising Arizona, Matchstick Men, and I don't know, probably some, like... I don't know. What else is good? What's another good Nick Cage movie? Besides his action Vampire's Kiss. Which one was he like A, B, C, D, E, F, G <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, That's Vampire's Kiss, right? I, I uh, Don't quote me on that It's been a while Do you know what scene I'm talking about, though? Yeah He goes through the entire alphabet It's ridiculous <laughs> Um, Adam Roth Yes Did you know That for a brief moment in this movie there's a phone number that flashes on screen uh, for a peace of mind. Like it's a number you call like because the end of the world's coming and it's an actual real number. Whenever I see this in movies, I'm like, that's, there's something going on. That's not a five, five, five number. And it's actually, it actually routes to America's hottest talk line where hot girls are waiting to talk to you. You ever seen those commercials? I have seen those commercials. Where it's like, what are you doing up so late, mister? And call this number. I'm just waiting to talk. But I did not know that that number routed to that. Yeah, it was in the, it was in the film. There's also a QR code in the movie that flashes. And I learned that if you scan it, it goes to a Ariana Grande music video. Like a full the full music video for the song that's featured. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. There's a couple like little technical Easter eggs in this movie. I think that's kind of cool. I appreciate that kind of stuff. I did not call the hotline though. I just read about it. <clears throat> well, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to call it. We could call it right now. Can we? Is that possible? Yeah, we're on Skype. You call it on your phone. I'll call it on my phone. We'll ignore each other and just. Call it a night. Huh. That sounds like a great end of the night. You first. 
you know when i was a kid somebody would be like you know when we were kids we had like phones where we had to like push buttons and shit it wasn't all screens um somebody was like hey what's the number like i'll call the pizza place or call it call a bowling alley it's like oh what's the number my my old gag when i was a little kid my big old gag was um okay the number is nine one uh one and then i would like wait until nine one one picked up and i got it to work once and it was the best day of my life wow that's amazing but it was like at my house so i got like a friend to call 911 at my house <laughs> did you ever did you ever call the televangelists no yeah i take it you did yeah a couple times did you ever call like the bowling alley like did you do prank calls i did prank calls all the all the time i did a couple i think i think it, i think the novelty wore out for me pretty quickly why but, jerky boys baby yeah they, re- they yeah, reinvigorated jerky. it yeah they they well they 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 definitely they definitely put it on the map um, hey how much do your balls weigh <laughs> were they were they kick my dog was that kick my dog i don't know i don't remember oh wait yeah i think that sounds right that's right um yeah i i i, I, I definitely remember doing a couple televangelists calls i used to watch some of the sermons <laughs> i think i did a couple of those yeah i don't know uh, I, I i'd have to think it's one of those things you kind of i kind of forget the exact bits we would always do but it was prank calls were all the rage i remember the down like the downward like okay you could just you know star 69 or whatever it was you could the, right like star sometimes 69. or 67 i don't know one of those two or 69 69 but they would like people would like call you back and be like i don't think you're real funny kid <laughs> it's like oh shit like that started to like kind of hurt the phone prank phone call industry and then obviously caller id and then just straight up just people just plugging phones into their butthole and just having it wherever they are it's like that just ruined it once everyone started plugging phones into their butthole i know and it really killed it yeah it's over really killed it what are you eating this time why well, caramel you're eating caramel Char- on it. Is it char- a- no charcoal this is a podcast this is an audio experience this is the only way they can connect with us and you're snacking the only deal i'm not i'm not snacking you want me to come to your house and start popping dumbass food in my mouth and put my mouth right up to your lips or you <laughs> that'd be called a kiss um, right up to your ear. <laughs> you want me to come to your house and give you a big old kiss? Uh, I have, I have green. I have the the remnants of a green tea yet again. Wait, do you like? What do you? Okay, so I drink green tea. It sounds like you're eating green tea somehow. Look, do you really want me to explain this to you? You put peanut butter in it. No, you get a green tea. Look. When you get a green tea from from Starbucks or 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 whatever, um, like a like a like one of the frozen ones, yeah, the frappuccino, the blended. You get a green right? tea frappuccino. That's like something you give a kid when they're bad. No, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Jesus. Look, coffee bean does it the best. But if you can't, you go to you go to Starbucks. Coffee bean. The problem good. is, the problem is, unless you gulp it down real quick. 
it ceases to be a frappuccino because it just gets watery. So you just you freeze it. So I freeze it, exactly. And then you munch on the little nuggets. And I'm munching on the little nuggets, the little green okay, nuggets. Okay, so in theory, like, or in practice, I have no problem with what you just said. It's it's the element of while recording genius. a podcast. Genius. While recording a podcast. It's like, if I make like a, a mean peanut brittle, I'm going to enjoy it uh, off off air. So you're saying it's like it's like a respect thing, respect for the audience. Well, yeah, and me, man. You know, I'm a, you know, I've I've been pretty vocal about my food, uh, and I think now you're doing it as like a, some kind of weird troll ex- experiment. No, 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 no. You're like, trolling you have me. me. All wrong. You have me all wrong. I just you're getting, you're getting your rocks off. No, while we're while we're while we're warming up and we're getting to the actual subject of what we're what we you know we're supposed to talk about. I'm just kind of getting the last bits of of frozen green tea in there. I, that that doesn't change anything about my opinion. It changes all the variables, though. <laughs> it's no variables. All right. Anyway, don't look up 2021's Netflix exclusive movie starring every AAA actor you can think of, except Jonah Hill. He's still kind of a a B or C rate actor. No, um, he's great. He's great. Give me a break. Um, yeah, basically all this movie is is two two low level astronomers discovering a comet that's going to hurtle towards Earth and kill us all. And right. people aren't people aren't taking them seriously. They're just talking about stuff online and pop culture and fashion and music. Like they don't care. Nobody gives a shit. Um. So I think it's pretty clear this is a, a pretty heavy-handed commentary on the like non-facts, the present, the not not caring, COVID denial, presidential climate election. Change. Yeah, like the, the election change. was a fraud, the big lie, climate right. change deniers. Yeah, it's it's basically just saying fuck you to all those people and making them look like cartoonish, the cartoonish, Buffoons. vapid pieces of shit that they are. So, so it was to you, okay, I don't think anyone would say it was done with a, with a gentle hand. I know that it no, was heavy No, no, it was heavy, it was heavy. It was heavy, heavy handed, but was it too heavy handed for you? I mean, it was, I think that's a complicated question. Like, I don't think it's ever going to be too heavy handed until people actually start changing <laughs> and paying attention. Like it's 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 more maybe it comes across more as like therapeutic for the creators of the movie just like you know what fuck y'all like i'm gonna show you what cartoons you are it won't work like like movies like this and satire like this just doesn't work on the people it needs to work on it's just more validation for people that don't believe it or already are in line with the beliefs of the movie um so in that way it's fine but I would say it. what bothers me about how heavy-handed it is in this movie is that it's very heavy-handed very quick. Like, within the first 10 minutes, you know exactly what this movie's about. And right. from that point forward, it's just really the same thing for the next two hours and 18 minutes or whatever it is. Um, very predictable, very consistently, like, this is what I think, this is what I think, this is what I think. 
Um, and while I agree with pretty much all of the messages going on in this movie, it's not like I, I'm, I don't disagree with anything that he's trying to like have commentary on. I just got the point so quick that it was kind of um, a bit of an exercise to get through the whole two, nearly two and a half hour uh, bit. See, see, this is this is kind of what you're saying right now is kind of how I felt about Idiocracy. I, mean, I was very, I always, very comparable to Idiocracy. I always thought Idiocracy was just in, incredibly one note. It was sort of like, okay, people are dumb, and that's the entire movie. People are dumb. Right. Not a lot. It wasn't like super smart. Like, it wasn't. Like, there was no angle that made me like, oh, wow, I get it. Like, I didn't think that, but now it kind of. It was just kind of like. I think this way, this and here I'm going to show it to you over and over and over and over and over again. So, yeah, it was very repetitive to me and very, there was just no room for surprise and it was just, I don't know. I See, I, I, th- I, th- yeah. I, th- I think it's I think it's one of those things, though, where it was like, you know how it's going to go down. It's like a, it's like a Titanic scenario right. where it's like, you know, you know, what's going to happen. Spoiler but, alert. But when it happens... I feel like it kind of hits in an unexpected way. Um, really? For me, yeah. For for me, I I I actually really liked it. Oh, um, interesting. I I didn't I didn't hate it, but I didn't really like it either. Like I can't say that I like this movie that much because there just was no. There's just we'll get into a few reasons why, but just speaking about the the commentary that they're putting across like while I while I agree with it I just I I was never I never, You're never felt engaged. Really, I, I mean I watched I watched the thing for two and a half hours. I was engaged yeah. as much as I could be, but just a one trick pony like like what you're saying about idiocracy and I, you know idiocracy did it already, so it's like a little bit late to the game uh just with bigger actors. Um bigger actors a little bit a little bit more Less contemporary references. Yeah, like Idiocracy was like almost a cartoon. Um, I never, I never, I never loved that one. I, I really wanted to. I love Mike Judge. Yeah, but I just never. I just found that movie to be very one note. You know what I'll say? In my opinion, when you're tackling this kind of commentary, whether it's like the intelligence of mankind and the evolution and where we're headed and all that stuff, I think. Futurama did it the best that I if I could like think back at something that I think is truly like written in a really smart way it's really funny constantly like kind of engaging not that it's like a shocker or anything it's just really entertaining interesting social commentary over and over and over again that I think is very reflective and almost prophetic (laughs) in a lot of instances just like the simpsons was before it about like the family dynamics and like the burbs and like the the family unit and stuff i think futurama did it really well yeah and i think it you know it had the benefit of of multiple seasons to kind of say its piece and movies yeah yeah this is just a uh, this long is like a ass one movie um you know i just i liked I liked seeing Leonardo as kind of a schlub. Right. He was I thought, good. I thought, I thought that was entertaining. Um, what is it? Minty? Was that his name? Or M- Mindy? Dr. Mindy? Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah he, was, he was all right. He was pretty good. I liked, I liked seeing him play that kind of part. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence was, you know, Jennifer Lawrence. 
Yeah, she didn't stretch. She didn't stretch, but I just I just thought that the I I I I felt um I felt uh, I felt like it, it it worked for me. Um, Interesting. Well, what what like what about it worked? Like what, like you knew what you were getting into. It wasn't a surprise, right? Like you kind of knew what the movie was about quick, and you just you just kind of liked that wave, so you just wrote it. I wrote it, and I just also liked, you know, the the bit parts and just the little pieces of how it came together. You know, I like I liked Mark Rylance as the, as the sort of. Uh, Richard Branson, you know, industrialist guy. He was yeah. Mar- Mark was basically playing the same character he was playing from uh, from uh, Ready Player One. I mean, in a way, he was a little more reclusive in Ready Player One, more of a hermit. This one, he was kind of that way, but I mean, this is he obviously just, he was Musk, just another Zuckerberg, Bezos, Gates, all wrapped up in one. Right, right. With a with like a little hint of Jobs in there. <laughs> He, All right, I, everyone. I, nature, I, nature calls. <laughs> nature I'm going to go to the bathroom. He's I like, have to go to the bathroom. He's going to his good. big dick-shaped spaceship. <laughs> Come on, that was, that was good. I'm okay. If we're going to talk about Mark Rylance's character, I'm going to just agree with you 100. percent To me, he was the by far the best character in this movie. He was just he nailed it. He was so good. <laughs> He was just so fun. He just he just is such a good character. Just like take all these shitty ass rich ass people that are just doing all these weird experiments right now and just do your just mix them in a pot and just what what comes out and it's just this Weasley soft spoken little puppet of a man and it was just so good. I I enjoyed the the little montages that would happen throughout the movie of of like like once the rocket took off and then they showed people like launching their own rockets and like, you know, like hitting themselves in the face. There was, there right. was a lot of those kind of montages. Freeze frames and stuff. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was, I thought that was compelling. I like that. The little moments. It would be like a, a like a nature scene of something like a bee pollinating yeah. a flower and then like a person like taking out the garbage or something. Yeah. I love, I love that. I thought that that was like, you know, life I mean, on the planet. I'm not saying it's it's never been done before. What's that um, director's name that does all those like movies with Brad Pitt like that? And, well, you know um, what's interesting. I know what you're talking about. It's the the editor of this movie is the same guy that did that did Tree of Life. Tree He's of Life is what guy. I was thinking. Terrence Terrence Malick. Terrence Malick. Yeah, I mean, uh, same editor. I mean, but yeah, those movies are great. Like very different. This is not clearly that that caliber. This is more no. sitcommy. But no, but but I. But I like that there was sort of a. I like that it was like a there was goofy elements, and it was like I mean, a little there was like a little all, poetic like rhythm underneath it all. Exactly, and I yeah. think that that's what what caught me caught my attention, mm-hmm. is that it was sort of goofy, and then you had stuff like Ron Perlman's you know. Uh, that was a bad bit, by the way. Oh, I thought I thought that was hilarious. Are you kidding me? The voice never synced with his mouth he was like it it was just gibberish and if you look i don't know what screen you were looking on but he was talking and it never matched his mouth it was a voiceover and they could never get it to like lip sync right it was i didn't didn't notice that it was so off-putting huh i didn't notice that um i just he was just like a just a fucking idiot goofy guy 
Uh, yeah, but they're just like joking, like, "Oh, he's from a different age, where he's just like this bigot <laughs> like, cowboy." <laughs> know, but it, but it was, I who's supposed liked, to save the world? <laughs> I just like. Did seeing he these, blow up? What was, happened to was, his character? It was such a it was such a um, Doctor Strange love kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he you know the, the last time you see him, he's like shooting at the at the at the the asteroid. Right. I think that oh, he pretty much right. suffered the same fate as everyone oh, like else. in the street or whatever. He's just kind of like, "You're not gonna take me alive," and he's she's firing his like machine <laughs> gun at the asteroid. Shit. <laughs> um, but I liked that there was sort of this this marriage of like this goofy satire, but then it it, it didn't it didn't mind um, getting getting kind of kind of serious for for a second, you know, like when when the actual you know, spoilers when the last scene where where Leo and his family and all them are kind of eating, I thought that was very effective, and they were the just sort scene, of like the last scene was pretty good. I in the that house, very... the other stuff was kind of stupid, but yeah, like what they did with their last moments, they just wanted like a meal together and be they normal. Just to, and they just wanted a meal together, and it was just sort of like this sort but of that was like a heavy-handed turn off the news and just like enjoy your family kind of thing because like that was the first scene in that sequence was slapping the news off like turning it off like the comet's coming and they just like Bzz. i i liked i mean to me because i look i always think about you know i've i've watched doomsday movies from you know since i was a little kid you know and i'm always thinking about like how's how's it going to go down what is it going to look like where are you going to be what's what's going to be you know the last thing you do and i just thought that scene and then they had the montage of sort of life around the planet and like what was happening at that moment i f i found it i thought it was effective you're gonna uh, love the filmography of a sir roland emmerich i've heard i've heard of his work the I've master he, of disaster the maestro of disaster you can't you can't start a rhyming sequence with maestro. <laughs> <laughs> sure you can. The maestro of <clears throat> disastrous grove. <laughs> I made it work, um, didn't I? Can I tell you? I typically don't say that I have guilty pleasures because I'm usually pretty shameless and I don't like what what do I have to be guilty about? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what you think, you know? Okay. Um, but you know. My guilty pleasure, if I had to name one, was the movie 2012. Uh, I didn't even finish it. I I revisit it quite often. I recently upgraded it to 4K to see it in 4K glory. That movie is like the pinnacle of disaster flick. It is, it's just got everything. The pinnacle of disastical? Maestro? Disastical. What are the these words? The, Just, ma like Dr. the maestro Seuss? of disaster. Yeah. The maestro of disaster. What? Disaster yeah, is not man. even a word. It is. It is. It is. Disaster. Disaster. Yeah. Oh, the GI Joe villain. Exactly. Get him, disaster. <laughs> disaster. <laughs> All right, all right. You're not convincing me, but I appreciate your uh, uh, lens on this movie. I do like get it. I just think, I don't know. It was just pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. Like once no, the movie I, started, I, I'm like, I know what we're here for. It's gonna end in some shoddy CG like kind of blow up sequence. 
they totally did a bunch of really weird CG moments with like spaceships and different contraptions and robots and stuff. Um, yeah, I just I guess I just was never I d I did appreciate some of those little moments here and there, but it just when you add it all up, it, it just wasn't super great. Right, and I th you're you're definitely not alone. This movie is 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 extremely divisive. Well, people it's hard are because I agree. Like, I think a lot of people might just not agree with some of the messaging, but like I totally agree a hundred percent with pretty much all the things they're trying to talk about. So it's not like I'm right. in denial about it. Like I get it. I've heard the um, I've heard the movie called Smug. I've heard it called you know that it's extremely. No, I, I don't think it's smug. It's it's political. It, it maybe a little bit. It, it's just social commentary satire it's not you know i don't think it's like i don't know it's just a it's reflection of the times reflection of the times i i thought it worked very well i i, I thought um you know again none none of these people were uh you know firing on all cylinders and necessarily giving their best performances but like for instance kate blanchett you know, she was she was almost unrecognizable. She's like teeth. The teeth, man, those choppers. Yeah. Um, but just seeing, you know, it's like seeing her and and uh, what's what's his name, Tyler Perry. Medea. Basically, basically, yeah, Medea. Basically, doing uh, you know, uh, Michael Michael Strahan and and Kelly Ripa. Right. Basically doing, you know, it was just I, uh, it was just like. This is my other problem with the movie, though, is this movie has what I call Ocean's Eleven Syndrome, where when I see movies like this with triple A cast, I think it is a complete waste of talent. Like, would this movie be as good if it had only actors who you've never heard of or as part of the enjoyment watching these big-name celebrities in scenes together? Because it is really fun to see the it girl and the it guy and all these super famous you know we got meryl streep and leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence think, and kate blanchett yeah it's, it's part entirely of it. part of it but like that bothers me because it's, it's like it's like a cinematic experience or like i don't know i i really try and okay if this cast was wiped clean with different people maybe just as good as actors but they're not famous would it be that good and i i don't think it would i think it would be a really flat movie yeah, you, you you have a point. It's a valid it's a valid point. I think part of the enjoyment was definitely seeing the ensemble. And I, I mean, um, I love that part of it. Like, don't I? I'm not gonna complain about seeing all these awesome actors like in the same scene together doing really weird, like, kind of low effort roles. Um, but have you seen Leonardo DiCaprio in that kind of role before? Um. I don't. I don't. Know. I'm not. I'm not saying it was an amazing role. Blood Diamond. No. 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 Not like as a as a astronomer, a dorky astronomer. No, I've never seen that. <laughs> like, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, you're you're right. It was it was, um, you know, entirely, entirely a an ensemble factor. What do you call it? The Ocean's Eleven effect syndrome ocean's 11 syndrome it's like a sickness um well like the right. ocean 
Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen. I got no time for those movies. I'm no. They're mediocre heist movies at best with an all-star cast. But having an all-star cast sells tickets, baby. So they can just be kind of lazy with the writing and not make that intriguing of a story, and it's still going to be seen by people because of the talent alone. That bothers me. If I had access, if I was a movie director and I had access to all of these actors, I would not be making Don't Look Up. For the love of God, I would not be making that movie. I would be putting that to much better use. But maybe the casualness of it is why they signed on to it, because it wasn't like a big commitment, like as far as their craft goes. The craft? Feruza Balk? What? The craft with Feruza Balk? You're talking about the witch movie? Yeah, with Robin Tooney and Feruza Balk. Yeah, that's exactly that's what. I, yeah, for example, if the movie The Craft had this cast, it would be a lot better. You know, they just came out with a Craft sequel. Is it called uh, Macaroni and Cheese? Yeah, it's called The Craft with a K. <laughs> the Craft. The Craft. Yeah, it's what? so cheesy, you know. <laughs> Toil, toil. What you got in that uh, cauldron? Mac and cheese. <laughs> toil and Get... bubble and <laughs> stupid. Whatever people here. say when they're fucking. We're not. We're not funny enough to make this work. I know. Toil, I know. toil. Orange bubble trouble. There we go. There, that's there what we're we talking go. about, Jason. <laughs> Orange bubble Get trouble. Get that cauldron. Get that cauldron bubbling. With cheese. Mmm. Oh wait, no, that's soup. That's chunky soup. Mmm. Uh, so, I think I know where you stand on this movie. I don't. I don't disagree with what you're saying. It just it it worked for me. It was it was unexpectedly. I I, I get moved by sometimes with these with these apocalypse doom, movies. Doom and gloom. I get, I get, with these doom and gloom. Yeah, but go, like, go play The Last of Us or something. There's so many better ways to like really connect with like stuff like this kind of subject matter, like end of the world or post-apocalyptic. Like, go read like Cormac McCarthy's The Road or something. I don't know. This kind of this is just fodder, man. Um, made me laugh. Made me laugh on, on, on quite a few occasions. <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what made me laugh. Uh, there were a couple. There were a couple scenes that made me laugh. Like I'll give it credit. There were a few funny things. Mark uh, Rylance. But I don't. Well, Mark Rylance. Pretty much every scene he was in was pretty funny. Like no matter what he did or said was pretty funny. I don't think Chalamet really brought anything to the table. I think that was just more he, of a, like he didn't a, do anything. It's like get the it guy and it'll be funny because it's like, how are we gonna get Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Chalamet to kiss? Oh, I got an idea. But yeah, yeah it wasn't. He, he, didn't, he didn't bring anything really. Yeah, he just he just looked like an extra on SNL or something. He didn't really do anything good. And I gotta say, like I'm sure Jonah Hill's like cool and fun and smart, but like we gotta stop putting him in movies with AAA talent because he's gonna start thinking he's a good actor. And I don't. Think well, get ready that. for him. Get ready for him playing Jerry Garcia in a Martin Scorsese joint. Fuck that. That sounds so stupid. I think he's a good comedian, poor actor. You don't think he can pull off Jerry Garcia? I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> Get ready. Jerry Garcia. 
More like Jerry Garcia. Good one. Good one. Um, Toil, toil, orange bubble trouble. Orange bubble trouble. Craft craft macaroni and cheese. This stew I'm cooking will give you a bellyache. Thanks, Jason. Is that good? That was fantastic, yeah. That's what it sounds like when um, I eat green tea frozen. Or ice cream. When you binge ice cream. Adam, Adam, Adam. I'm just saying. I'm just calling back. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you didn't think this movie was too long? No, no. I, 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 I actually, within... Within a 24-hour period, I think I saw it almost twice. You watched it twice? Almost, almost twice. Yeah, I watched Why? it once with my sister. Because cause cause my um, my parents watched it. So you, it was your yeah. turn to watch your family watch a movie. So like you were the one in the corner like waiting to see what they think. It was my turn to sort of, yeah, to glance over and creep over there. Like, that was good, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was good, right? (laughs) Bubble orange, bubble trouble. Was that funny, guys? Was that funny? (laughs) Validate that it was funny by laughing at what I laughed at. Come on, it was funny. Come on, laugh for me. I, I I would say that if this movie was maybe 30 to 40 minutes shorter, I would have given it a few more points because I think they could have got to where they got in that amount of time. I think there was a lot of excess um, mumbo-jumbo that wasn't necessary. Excess fat? Yeah. A lot of orange bubble uh, trouble. Orange bubble. Crafty trouble. Um, I, you know, it, 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 it just... It just just worked for me especially especially after i saw them uh no in a different way that 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 how paddington worked for me but see i had just (laughs) i had just watched the matrix resurrections so i was ready for a real i was ready for a real movie don't you dare i was just because you didn't get it just because it doesn't speak to you man just because you you're a sheep, old man, you don't get it. I needed a real movie to 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 wash the taste away. You're the one that said Paddington was better than Stalker. <laughs> you can quote me on that. I can actually quote you on. I can get the yeah, audio you can clip. Quote me on that. I'm yeah, gonna get go that ahead. audio clip and just have it like on like a little recording device, and I'm just gonna like play it every time we argue about something. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna. Any my head almost exploded. About my opinion, Paddington. Uh, Better than art, Stalker. Art cinema. Uh, it's okay. No, I mean, I don't blame you for this one. I, I get. I can get why somebody would like enjoy it the way you enjoyed it. I don't think it's not like blasphemous or anything. Like I can see how this movie could be enjoyable because I, I mean I watched it. I, I didn't like hate it. I didn't think it was a waste of time. I definitely think. The reviews and the commentary is just way too harsh. I think none of that really makes a lot of sense. Like the way they're saying it's, I don't know, they're going like too far. If you didn't enjoy a movie, that's one thing. But if you're like just completely leveling it, that's another. 
Uh, yeah, it's it it is being leveled in in certain uh, spheres. Yeah, that's that's just not. I don't like that. I'm not anywhere near that level of unintended. No, I just, was, a, there's, I was just it just wasn't a great movie in my opinion. That's all. But you know, it just wasn't as good as Matrix Resurrections. Oh my god! All right, all right. Well, you watch that I one guess, again uh, instead of Don't Look Up Twice. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I don't that's gonna think happen. So. I don't. I just don't think so. What was that? Hey, Vernon's Ernest. Oh, no, wait, no. I don't. Huh? Oh no, that's Home Improvement. I don't think so, Tim. Is that what that is? Uh, right. That. Yeah, he just says something. He's like. Al Borland, he's just like the. He's, I don't think so, Tim. That's supposed to be funny because he's like got the personality of a cracker. I don't think so. What is that from? That's not. It's not Home Improvement. No, I don't think so. Tim is from Home Improvement. Tim the no, Tool Man I, Taylor. I don't think so. It's from something else. No, 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 play no. no. Blau, do, re, mi, fausto, do, la, ti. Ray. Ray. That was a hint. Do, Ray's my granddaughter, me. Palpatine. Palpatine reference. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Star Wars. We brought it back to Star Wars. Do, Ray, me. I'm sure you connect this movie to Star Wars in plenty of ways. Uh, I'm sure we could. Okay. Sure we could. So Adam McKay, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, Don't Look Up. Old, well, or uh, or uh, no, not old school. That was that was that was the Todd Phillips. Uh, Adam McKay, Big Short, Vice. That was his bridge into Hollywood stardom. That was his bridge into Don't Look Up. Yeah, he was just goofing with his uh, Feral, Feral Riley yeah. trilogy, right? And then got serious with Big Short, and now he's worked with every AAA actor between those two movies. Because isn't the Big Short like Brad Pitt and like Christian right. Bale, yep. Steve Carell? Yep. Yeah. So he's worked like everybody. Did you see it? Adam McKay. I actually have not seen it. I've never seen. Oh, that okay. Movie. It's one I meant to see. I just never got around to it. Very good movie. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out since I love this one so much. Well, you might be surprised because I I think that one one can say that The Big Short was a better was a a far superior movie to Don't Look Up. But uh, I think so. critics would agree. Don't take my word for it. Go to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> right, the R the well. R T Fountain. And that's all I got to say about um, Don't Look Up. It's pretty nice that this is like a Netflix exclusive. Like Netflix is really getting the, getting, you know, I never thought I'd see a day where A-listers like this were just, you know, we got Scorsese film as a Netflix original. We got Don't Look Up now. Like we're getting some big movies. They're spending a lot of money. What'd you think of the post credit scene? I thought that was funny. I mean, predictable, but it was okay. It was a little jump the sharky. <laughs> <laughs> what was that creature's name that ate her? 
Meryl Strip. It's a it's a it's a ornus ornusoft. It's a. I believe that's something. all of it. <laughs> like whatever. Like, it was good, man. It was good. I mean, it was funny to like. They didn't have to like. I, I don't know. Say it. I think we could have read between the lines on that one. But uh, there was actually there was actually a second post credit scene that I that I found out about later. Did I miss That's, one? I thought I walked there, all the way through. There, there is a. Second oh, I did post-credit. see. I did see it with Jonah Hill crawling out yeah, of the rubble. Jonah He's like the last man yeah. on earth. I did see that. Like and subscribe. That was a. That was a, that was a little. That was a little. Yeah, but to like nobody, like it's just stupid. Right. Right. I think right. every post credit scenes was more absurd. It was just like. It's pretty ridiculous. That last Terrence Malick movie had dinosaurs in it. Tree of Life? No, didn't he do one after that? Or no, Tree of Life. That one did have dinosaurs. Wasn't that the one with like yeah. the dying dinosaur on the beach? Yeah, yeah. Brad that Pitt. was cool. I like that. I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Terrence Malick has done like two or three movies since then. Or possibly even four. Since the Tree of Life? Since Tree of Life, yeah. Maybe I was thinking of the last one I've seen. I don't think I've seen anything um, since then. I love yeah, New World. Good. You ever see that one? You like New World, but you didn't like Don't Look Up. You you can't compare New World to <laughs> Don't Look Up. I, I just I just wanted I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see it. You're trying you're doing this little Paddington stalker business. You're gonna give me an aneurysm. I just, I just want. I was just seeing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is interesting though. Last thing I'll say is the commentary. I mean, I'm. You know, a lot of movies, you know, years and years and years from now, you know, movies reflect the times. I do think as far as that goes, this one, while heavy handed, is a pretty, pretty good reflection of our times where I often refer to this as the death of the expert era in history, where we just don't believe Mm -hmm. experts anymore. Like we just don't like the CDC and top scientists can like say things that are like factual. And we're just like, I'm just going to ask my uh pediatrician what he thinks he's a doctor so you know if he agrees with me i'm gonna believe the one that agrees with me so it's just the like the death of the expert that's true it's true it's the death of the expert like who we don't listen to experts anymore we just fake it's like news. a kid fake news like like i was in i was a teacher for a long time and if he's like hey can i have a cookie no okay i'm gonna go ask the next teacher can i have a cookie no oh, i'm gonna ask the next teacher. can i have a cookie sure yeah you're awesome hey <laughs> you're pretty cool <laughs> So it's like people, when they form an opinion without any merit, they don't listen to the experts. They just shut them down because it's opposing their view. And then they ask another person. If it opposes them, they ask another person. And they just do that dumb shit song and dance until they find some other dumb shit that believes what they believe based on no data or anything relevant. And then they're like, yeah, yeah. And then they just like mouth fuck each other. And then they just start spreading those lies all over the place. Because monoculture doesn't exist anymore. Because you can just go and find a, ch- a channel of information that suits your, uh, that suits. What yeah, you like want. I can believe anything, and then look it up online, and there's someone else that believes it too, and then we can become besties. Exactly. And it's like this false validation of a of a thing, and it's just so so very dangerous, so very dangerous. So. My it's, final word is believe your experts, please. 
and believe that uh, Don't Look Up is uh, is pretty good. Not Paddington good. No, it's not on that level. But no. I liked it. I thought it was unex- unexpectedly effective. And uh, but I wouldn't disagree with you if you if you were more more in line with uh, Jason Fury here. Oh, thank you, Adam Roth. Yeah. Yeah, same back at you. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, if you, if you like this movie, good job. There we go. If you go. don't like it, great job. Just don't be mean about it. Agree. Like I am. Agree. Like you are. You bastard. I was mean to jo- I was mean to Jonah Hill. I think. Um, he was he was a little bit of he's. I think he's a really funny. I think he's a really good comedian. Like I got no. I just think he he was a little out of his league here. Uh, he's good in certain contexts. Yeah, like in, super bad. In, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He's great. Eh. Eh. Debatable. Great movie. Really? Yeah, great movie. Okay. We'll save that for another uh, day. We'll save that. That sounds good. All right. You said you said your piece? It's over. All right. It's over. All right, Jason Fury. See you later. Later, Adam Roth.